to the 9 to 5 Faith podcast. After it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode with my friend, Christy Lowe. Christy, how are you doing today? Really good. Good to be here. Yes. I'm so excited you're here and the first real estate agent that I have had on this podcast, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, because the uh, the world of uh, real estate is very foreign to me. Um, mm-hmm. All I know about it is I bought a house with it. So that that's that's about as far as my knowledge goes. So you you come about like everybody else does. Then whenever I find you, yes, yes. you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about as as far as my knowledge goes. But can you tell our audience a little bit more about you? Sure. Um, so my name is Christy Lowe, and I live in West Texas. So anybody who is familiar with uh, Texas usually identifies us from Dallas. And I live about five, five, between five and six hours west of Dallas in a town called Lubbock, Texas. It's a great place to raise kids. And we've lived here for like since 1995, I think. And so went into real estate when my children went to elementary school about 12 years ago. And now I have one in college. And so (laughs) it's just, it's been, uh, it's been a blessing and a gift, um, that I've been able to do to work outside the home and, uh, fell in love with it. Um, you know, I had been a teacher before I was in real estate and then um, whenever my kids went to elementary school, I said, you know, I've got, I want to be able to pick my kids up from school. I want to mm-hmm. be able to be at all their class parties. And I want to be able to, you know, be a room mom and be on PTA and do all that stuff, but still work outside the home. And so uh, real estate seemed like a good fit. And it started like the way I think a whole bunch of realtors start out as I went, I kind of like looking at houses. That kind of seems like a fun thing to do. And, uh, and that's where it began. And then, um, I realized that looking at houses is like this much. It's just a smidge of what you do. It's actually just people. And so I happen to love people too. So it's worked out really well. And where, like, where in your faith journey, did you kind of fall into all of this? Have you, have you always been a Christian? Were you raised a Christian or yeah. Good question. Yeah. Um, so I came to faith when I was actually in like third grade mm-hmm. and, uh, the Lord, I found the Lord at church camp, uh, just a little, little bitty church camp, uh, one summer and my faith journey actually began very, from a very early age. But mm-hmm. I look back at some of the things that, that the Lord knew were coming my way. And I know now he knew I needed the covering of, of the Holy spirit and he knew I needed, uh, his protection over my life. I just see it such as a gift that, um, I walked out the early days of my, my life, uh, with the covering of him. And so faith has always been a real important part of my life. And it, it's always just kind of been, you know, I don't remember not being a Christian, if that makes right. sense. So, yeah. I mean, you know, so from the third grade on, you know, I've, thank goodness I've been walking with him, not always great, but, you know, right. growing and progressing and, uh, so yeah, faith has always been an important part of that for me. Yeah. And I was going to, I I'm talking to a few teachers on here as well. And I'm like, so like, I'm chomping at the bit to talk to people who are teachers in today's age uh-huh. who are also Christians, because like, I'm sure I could ask you questions about it and it would be like radically different, mm-hmm. um, than like our conversation if you were teaching now. So yeah, big difference, man. They, yeah. those teachers deserve combat pay. I mean, yeah. seriously, there are, they are such a blessing and a gift and 
having had two kiddos in the public schools, you know, I have a daughter that's a freshman in college now, but having a son who is still in high school, I mean, they are the front line for the next generation and we cannot cover them enough in prayer. I mean, for real, mad, mad props to them. Mad yeah. props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think too, just like, you know, not only the, the battles that we're fighting, but also the opportunity that there is to, you know, pour into the, pour into the kids for, for the better. So, um, that's why I was kind of like curious of like where the faith kind of was sprinkled throughout. Um, and also it probably looks a lot different in Texas. I'm, I'm giving into a stereotype here, but it probably looks a lot different in Texas than in some of the other areas of the U S. Um, probably you would be surprised. Um, you know, we're just, Texas is a beautiful homogenous, like there it's a mix of, of so much beautiful mix of cultures. And we happen to live where I, where I live. Um, we're blessed because we have a wonderful, uh, we, we have Texas tech university, which just brings in, I mean, people from all walks of life. And so I do get the opportunity. I, I, which is a blessing to just walk with people of all walks of life. And that to me is just super cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're giving into a stereotype, yeah, we're pretty, you know, it's still Texas. We're still yeah. pretty conservative and it's, I mean, for it's the a little more part, but- at least expected or accepted in Texas. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll, sure. we'll go with that. Yeah, for sure. So take us through like what a day in the life of Christy looks like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the typical day, not the, you know, not the outskirts of the insanity, but, uh, what a typical day. I mean, maybe the outskirts of insanity is your typical yeah. day, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, real estate is a really interesting job in that you really kind of never know what you're going to get. I mean, some days you kind of have an idea of what you're going to be up to. Um, but my day typically, you know, starts out with working with, you know, whatever, you know, for example, right now, um, if I've got, you know, two or three listings and I've got two or three buyers, then, um, you've got, you're dealing with, you know, everybody from the beginning where they find their house and they're ready to go and we're under contract. And, um, so I'm working with lenders, I'm working with appraisers and inspectors all day. Uh, I, you, I mean, I really mean it very little of my time is actually spent looking at houses. And that is the, that is such a misnomer in the real estate world is that we, you know, people think we look at houses all day long. Well, I'm, I might, I might have a week where I'm looking at houses, you know, three or four days a week. Um, but you know, I've got to help them get from finding the house to actually getting the keys to the house. And that's a whole different process that people don't they don't understand and until you've walked through it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my daily life looks a lot like communicating with people. I, I talk a lot on the phone. I'm on email and text message all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even, I don't even look at, you know, on your iPhone, it'll show you like how long you were on your phone. Oh yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even like, I don't shame myself for that at all. It just yeah. means that I've been busy and I've had a job. And so, um, I put a gazillion miles on my car running all over town, doing things, uh, today already I've, um, just for example, had a board meeting this morning, I'm on the Lubbock association's board of directors. And, uh, we had a meeting about something this morning. And then, uh, an hour later, I took clients that are in town to go show them around and, 
I, I had a closing this morning. So then after that went to the closing and then, you know, so, you know, you just, you're, you're move, I'm moving all the time. Like, I don't, I don't, I may be at my desk, which actually happens to be right here. Most of the time, <laughs> this is my dining room table. Um, I work from home quite a bit, uh, just because, uh, we're, we're a mobile it's a mobile industry. Right. And so I go into the office a couple of days a week. And then I, you know, sometimes in the mornings I'll work from my, if I can work from my computer here, um, I do, you know, yeah. um, but I go into the office a couple of days a week, but I'm everywhere. Like we don't sit still. I, I don't, I do not sit still very well, but that, and, but I do quite a bit of work. Um, just on the go every day. And you often, you don't know what you've got until, you know, you wake up that morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I um, can understand that. Then, then usually in the afternoons, it's usually mid morning whenever people go, Hey, we saw this house, you know, and that's the thing about real estate is that people will text you and go, Hey, this house hit the market today. We'd really like to go look at it. So I just have to be flexible. You know, mm. I, I need to be able to go, uh, whenever somebody needs to see a house, I go see it, you know, we go see a house. My, my family knows, thank goodness. I have a sweet husband who is so supportive. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, if I need to go show a house at six 30, I'll leave kitchen, you know, I'll leave dinner on yeah. the stove and then, you know, or they'll make a grilled cheese sandwich and, and, uh, we make it work at our house, but, mm. um, it, you just have to be the, the biggest thing is I've got to be flexible. Yeah. So. Gosh, yep. I could use a little bit more of that discipline in my life <laughs> to be a little bit more flexible. Um, and, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like, um, a lot of your work isn't necessarily done with your coworkers, but it's done with kind of these outside third party, you know, mm -hmm. your clients, but then also like what you were saying, the lenders and everything like that, which I think throws in kind of a different dynamic when it comes to like being intentional in your relationships with them. Absolutely. For sure. One of the biggest obstacles I, I, as a young person had to learn when I first went into real estate was like I said, at the top of this is that I thought this was going to be about showing houses. And what I realized is that it's just a service industry where we're helping people. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn very quickly that, um, that my relationships with other real estate agents and appraisers and, and inspectors and, you know, your plumbers and electricians and roofers. Oh my goodness. Those are the people that make me, um, that keep my job running smoothly. And mm. I had to learn, uh, as and I'm telling on myself here, I like to tell, I'd rather tell on myself than you find out from somebody else. Yeah. So I'll just tell on myself man, when I came into real estate, I was a little firecracker. Like I was just like ornery and, mm. uh, and I had to learn, like, I, I've got to, I've got to keep in mind that, that my relationship with people is more important than anything mm. and not, not at the expense of my clients, what, what's in the best interest of my clients. Don't, don't misunderstand me. It's that I used to just get real fiery. Like I'd be real fiery. Like, no, this is the right way to do it or black and white, very black and white. Like, no, right. this is right or wrong. And you have, you get to a point where you just realize like, we're going to find a compromise. We're going to find a solution. We just have to stay calm and, and work together. Mm -hmm. And so one of the best things that real estate has done for me is it's just kind of grown me up in that I I've learned that 
working together is the you, nine times out of 10, you can find a solution if everybody just keeps their wits about them. So yeah, getting to work with people. I mean, I, I love it. I, I embrace it. I it's always different. Real estate's always a challenge. It's never the same. You never have the same transaction twice. Yeah. So how does your faith show up in what you do? <laughs> every day, <laughs> every day. Um, on the front side of it, I, when I'm working with clients, you know, there's times where I sit down with someone who's going, going through a divorce mm -hmm. and, um, those are hard. Um, it's hard cause you're walking with through some, you're walking, uh, with, with someone through something that's really, really hard. Um, you know, you have people that have lost family members and they're selling their estate. Mm. That's hard. Yeah. Um, so my faith has come into it in a lot of ways. First of all, from a, uh, just that Jesus is my, my moral compass. He's where he's my reference point. So when I have to make a decision about whether something is right or wrong, um, I have to look to him to go, okay, is this okay? Am I going to be okay? If I, if you were in the room with me, would you be okay with the decisions I'm making and the words I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, uh, when it comes to my faith, I have to trust him because, you know, um, in real estate, we don't, uh, you know, there is no salary. It's, you know, whatever that phrase is like, eat what you kill. I don't like that <laughs> phrase, but that's the only right. thing I can think of to try to explain what I'm, I'm thinking about is that it's, you know, whatever clients you have and whatever they close, that's how you get paid. There's mm -hmm. no salary. There's no guarantee here. Right. And so my faith has had to come into play and in trusting that mm -hmm. he's going to provide for us and that he's going to provide for my family. And, uh, I don't, I don't, I, well, I don't put my eggs. I don't, what is it? You don't like put all your it? eggs in one basket. Yeah. The eggs in yeah. the bag. No, 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 no. I learned a long time ago. No, no, no. They, you don't do that. We just, um, we have to be very disciplined, um, and trusting that he's going to provide the people that, uh, that he wants me to help. And my, when I see my faith show up in day-to-day -day life, and I hope I'm answering your question. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that, um, I have to trust that whatever comes before me that day, that he's already there. He already knows what's going on. You know, whenever I find out that, you know, a house is eaten up with termites or that, you know, the, the foundation is washed out underneath a house, you know, he already knew, I mean, like he knew that whenever I, you know, before I ever saw the house. Yeah. And so I have to trust him and go, okay, what are you saying here? Where are you? And I, I do that, whether my clients are believers or not. I mean, I, I help people of all walks of life. You know, I don't care if you're purple or, you right. know, whatever, it doesn't matter to me, but my job is to represent the Lord and, and walk accordingly. Um, no matter what comes in that way. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think too, one of the things that, as you were talking is just one thing I've been working through too, is God being in the little things. And yes. I think that there's a tendency to like over spiritualize our relationship with God and like being, sure. um, I'm reading this book right now and it's like, like, do you only go to God about the big things? 
like do you only like sit as sit at his feet over like the big spiritual things or you don't go to him because you're like oh it's like not that big of a deal but like when it comes to like termites in a house it's like oh no god god's already there even though it's not this big theological spiritual fancy sacred kind of thing you know god is even in the small things well and i'll see him show up it's really you know i get to just kind of sometimes i just get to see it happen like i'll I'll have friends that are believers or, you know, that I'm working with a client and they're like, well, here's what we've been praying for. You know, Mm. this is, and when I get to see him provide that, um, you know, a a friend of mine looked and I'm, and I'm pretty patient. Like, I, I I mean, like it may take you two years to find your house. I don't care. Mm. Like if it takes two years, it's, it's your house. You got to live there. So I don't care how long it takes. And I mean, I, I had a friend that looked for a real long time. They, they knew what they wanted. They had a vision for what they felt like God had was calling them to and what they really wanted. And I think what's beautiful is that the Lord loves us, but like a good daddy, Mm -hmm. sometimes he just gives us what our, like he gives us good things. Mm -hmm. And I watched this sweet friend of mine, you know, my clients are also my friends and my friends are also my clients, which is such a gift. But, Mm. um, you know, they, they got this house that they had really had in their mind and it was the right price and it was the right, and it, I mean, it, it had the right, I mean, it it had the right front porch and it had, I mean, it was just perfect. And, and when I get to see him meet people that intimately, um, or whenever I, you know, and in recent years, we've had so much like that frenetic, frenetic, sorry, uh, just that frenzy of, of, Oh my gosh, real estate for the past couple of years has been insane. Yeah. And you know, we'd have 15 or 20 offers before like noon on a house. And, you know, I, I remember like there were a couple of times where, you know, I would sit with my clients and they're shit, you know, they're sifting through, you know, three or four, five, sometimes 10 cash offers. And how do you know, you know, like, how do you know which one to choose? Right. And, then you'll see what, what'll happen though, is they'll just like something in them. I'll go, I think it's, I think we're supposed to go with this one. Mm-hmm. And you just, I get to, I just get to be like a vessel here. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see myself as anything other than God just uses me to help bring about things that he needed. He needs. Yeah. And so it's really, it's really fun getting to watch him show up and like little bitty intimate ways that you're like, Oh my gosh, I never thought that you would show up like that. And then he does, but he loves us and he cares about us. Yeah. So why wouldn't he? Yeah. And I think that's, that concept is probably not talked about today because you can like, if you push it a little bit too far, you get like prosperity gospel stuff and you know, you go down that, you go down that route. But one thing that like you hit on is like, like God is our father and like, in this book I was reading, um, it's what book uh, are you reading? By it's the way? Uh, it's uh, gosh, uh, pray like monks, live like fools. I might okay. have that backwards. It might be live like fools, pray like monks. Anyways, okay. So it's all about prayer, and like this, like this book, it's just like giving me some like real nuggets to chew on. And he was saying like, 
even after like him as a dad the author as a dad went out and had like a really hard day and like you know just kind of spiritually kind of toil some day and he goes home and he hangs out with his kids and his kids say hey can we go get some ice cream and like what joy it brought him to say yes to go give his kids ice cream yeah and like that is the joy that God wants to delight in mm-hmm. us when we ask for a wraparound porch with this perfect height, like, yeah. you know, like we can go to God with those dreams. And I, that's really cool that you get to like observe that every single Oh, day. there's things I get to see. I mean, I, I will have people tell me things that they're praying about, or it, you know, you, the happy ones are awesome. Yeah. It's in the ones where it's difficult or whenever somebody is financially in a situation, like a dire financial situation. And, you know, where, where I've seen God show up, um, and down to like the penny on how much they needed to avoid bankruptcy or to avoid a short sale. Um, you know, it's just, um, he is, he is alive and active and he is in every aspect of our lives. If we, if we allow it, like if we'll, if we'll look for him and I'm with you, I don't believe in prosperity gospel. I don't, I'm not going there with you. What I am. I get you. Yeah. Like he's there. He's so, and he's so intimately involved in, in the day-to-day aspects of our lives. And, you know, whenever I'm, let me just be real. I'll, I'll, I'll be real clear. There are some agents that I love to work with. Like mm-hmm. you'll get, you know, like whenever, oh, and after you've done this for, you know, 12 years, you know, you get to know a lot of agents and there are some agents in town that I just, oh my gosh, I, it's the joy to work with them. Mm. And then you have agents that you're like, oh, you're kind of hard to work with, mm. you know, but that's where, that's where he gets to show me, you know, I get to bear the fruit of patience and I get yeah. to, to, to practice practice being kind and those things that he has given the Holy spirit in me to do. And, and it shows up on a day-to-day basis whenever we just give him the opportunity and the space to do it. Yeah. I think the, the relationship and friendship between mm-hmm. realtors is really interesting to me. Yeah. It's uh, like the, it's like the thing we don't talk about is that we actually right. have realtor friends. Yeah, I know we do. Yeah. So like we're in the process of selling one of our properties right now. And uh-huh. when we were going through and like looking at offers, um, our realtor went back to the, uh, the clients who were, who submitted offers and said like, Hey, this is what we're getting back. And I, I said to my husband, I said, how do they know he's not lying about this? Like, <laughs> It's because we've worked with them before. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, how do they know? Like, yes, don't get me wrong. My realtor is one of my close friends uh-huh. and um, one of my best friends, husband is, is our realtor and you know, they're a joy and very trustworthy to work with, but just like that, like little devil's advocate in my brain was like, but like, what if they're lying? Like, how like, do you, yeah. It, and you know, I mean, that that was when I said earlier that I had to learn like relationships are important. It's that I'm going to work with you again. Mm. Like we're going to, and, and I think someone who is either in sales or in any kind of a, an environment, well, I mean, we have to work with people all the time and in whatever, um, whatever you're called to work in, mm-hmm. um, mine is real estate and 
I'm going to work with that agent again. Like I'm going to work and I hope I'm going to work with this client again. Like I hope right. that I don't work with you just once. I want to work with you again, but I want you to work with me. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that I don't do my job and that I don't advocate for my clients. It's that at the end of the day, I need you to know that I'm a trustworthy person. Mm-hmm. And that just like your, your real estate agent probably did is yep. they, they know each other. And I like, I know that, you know, Sherry is a, a, a godly woman. I know where she goes to church. We get to know other agents. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that has been probably in the past three to five years, I've, I've had the joy of getting to know some of, um, other agents in my, my world. And they have come to be some of my dearest friends because they, they are the only people who truly understand what I deal with on a daily basis. Right. And as realtors, um, we don't typically talk to our clients or we shouldn't probably about like, the stresses of our world. Right. And we need realtor friends. Like you need teacher friends. If you're a teacher, you need firefighter friends. If you're a firefighter, you need somebody who, who truly understands the in and outs. Mm -hmm. Well, I have dear real estate friends that I can call and go, you know, and go, what do you think? Like, how do I, how would you do this? Yeah. And having those people, especially godly ones. And I'm fortunate. I have a, I have an office, man. I'll tell you what, like I'm lucky. I know mm. I'm lucky The where I work. I've got incredible people of faith in my office alongside me that I can reach mm. out to and go, okay, how do you, how would you go about doing this? Yeah. Um, because even if you've been doing it for a while, I mean, I've been doing it for 12 years, but you know, there's still things you run into that you're like, Whoa, I haven't seen that in a lot, long time. Yeah. So, you know, you need your, you need friends, you yeah. need people, <laughs> you need a community and not only for mm-hmm like community for community's sake, but also like, I'm sure, you know, ethical and moral questions oh, and, oh, and hiccups. Yes. And my, my yes. husband's a lawyer and luckily there's a, uh, the bar has a legal hotline, yes, like an ethics, like an ethics uh-huh. hotline. Ooh, yep. tell me yep, more. We yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah, we do. You're like, Ooh, double click on that. My, yes. my realtor friend, she says, Ooh, I want to double click on that. That's my new, that's my new favorite <laughs> thing. I'm like, Ooh, let's Ooh, double click. Double yeah, we do. We have a, we have a hotline we can call mm. just like y'all do. I mean, your, your husband does too. I mean, yeah. like sometimes you've got to call and go, I don't, I don't know what's right here. Yeah. I mean, like, I, and it gets where we see things and this is what's really, really hard is where, um, if I am, if, my moral ethical, um, you know, like what I believe is right and wrong and my clients, you know, isn't the mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say like, that's been probably when I was thinking about this, uh, I'm start. I'm going to back up for a second. Yeah. I was thinking about talking to you today. One of the things I thought about was that some of the hardest transactions I've had to deal with were people that, you know, that, that, that phrase equally yoked, right. You know, we talk about that in marriage, but in relationships in general, especially in something like this, that's transactional and there's ethics and morals tied to it. Right. You know, people, people lie all the time yeah, <laughs> or they stretch the truth. And, um, I have, I've come to the place where I have to be okay with if, you know, if somebody is not a right fit for me as a, mm-hmm. Um, like if, if I'm, if, let me just say it this way, if they are horrible, scummy, 
people, I don't want to work with them. Right. Like, I, I know that sounds terrible, but like, I, I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm going to have to compromise ethically or morally what, you know, is right or wrong, especially, um, like whenever you, you know, the racial tensions that we've all been dealing with, you know, globally for years now, um, you know, racism is a terrible, horrible issue that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you have a client that that has said to you, you know, I'm not going to sell to someone of this nationality Mm -hmm. or whenever you're in someone's home and they say, well, do you think that they are of this nationality? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't care. Like, right. It does not matter to me, but you can't, you can't discriminate based on someone's race. Right. And so that is a, I mean, and I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I know this is, I, I'll just tell them, I'll be like, does that matter? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if you don't like me because I called that, right. I was like, no, sorry, but yeah, no. I'm, and so I have, I have found that knowing who I am and knowing what I believe mm-hmm. is is going to cost me at times because I could, you know, look the other way or swallow or swing into it. And that's mm-hmm. not right. And it's yeah. not worth like, it's not ever worth a commission check for right. that. Does that make yeah. you understand what I'm oh, trying yeah, to say absolutely. here? Like, it's I think, not worth it. Yeah. I think one of the most poignant and underestimated or undervalued things that business owners can do or you know, people who work in a business is to tell the client or the customer, you're not a right fit. You're not a right fit. And I've, and you have to do that. So, you know, I, I I will say, I don't, I don't have to do that a lot because I, I, I get along with people or I try to get along with people, but I can, I have, I have had to fire clients. I mean, that just, it's gonna, that's gonna, I, that's not, Ugh, I, I would hate that. Yeah. Um, but I've had to, I, you know, I had somebody trying to commit insurance fraud one time and I was like, mm, I don't think I'm the right fit for you. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I think maybe you could be better served with another agent. I mean, yeah. it's rare. You you don't have to do that very right. often. Thank goodness. I mean, I can only right. count on a, one hand the number of times that's ever happened, but, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, if somebody's trying to commit insurance fraud, I'm like, no, sorry, I'm not going to look the other way on that. Right. Um, so yeah, but other than that, you know, really, and truly, um, I, what I believe is that God puts before me, the people that, um, he's called me to work with. Um, I, I trust him for that. Mm. And that, that has been, that's where I've, I've found so much peace is because I don't, I don't worry. I mean, I think we have people who, who do a lot of striving and like really trying to like, I got to get a new client or I got to get that client or I got to get, and I'm like, no, 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 no. God's going to provide those people for me. Yeah. And I think too, like in the business world, the businesses that aren't willing to say no to a customer or a client Sure. probably have their eyes set on the wrong thing. Yes, I would agree because, with that. Because if it's just a money-making opportunity, like at the end of the day, yes, we all need to make money. Like, of course. You, you need sure. money to live. Like, sure. but if if you're not looking out for the humanity in this situation, then like you're, you're, you might be acting outside of moral guidelines. And if you're a Christian, you know, kind of what, 
what kind of higher calling we're, we're called to live out. Right. Well, and I think it comes down to a matter of you're putting a, a commission check mm-hmm. above what is in the best interest of a human. Mm-hmm. And that's never okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I oh, get it. So important. Yeah. So deep. Oh. Deep breath. <laughs> Deep breath. <laughs> we just jumped right in there. We did. We? Um, I don't do superficial conversation very no, well. No, no. I'd I'd much rather have meat and potatoes than yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And, but and and I think too, like this is the stuff that is very real and is a hard reality for a lot of Christian business owners and Christian like workers out there in the workforce. If mm-hmm. you are out in the workforce, like these are things that you're having to come across. Um, and you know, I don't get me wrong. Like I've never been the decision maker for a, you know, multi-million dollar company or anything like that. So I can only speak to what I know and what my experience is, but I also think that the world would look radically different if, mm-hmm. Christian business owners and Christian workers in the workplace lived out their faith. Yes, absolutely. 100% agree. Cause I also, I also lean back on, there's that, there's that one stat of like, um, if, if all Christians tithed 10%, Mm -hmm. like there would be no more global poverty. Like the churches would be funded 10 times over or something ridiculous like that. And so like, one, hopefully that's a little conviction for anyone listening Two, um, but <laughs> slide like, that right in, <laughs> point that right in. Um, but, but on the, on the flip side, like, it's not just about like what God calls us to do, but how he calls us to live mm-hmm. in our life. Yep. I agree for yeah. sure. So let's pivot a little bit into, we talked about how you interact with your, uh, what contractors maybe is the best for like your contractors that you work with. And then also your clients that you work with, um, and talk a little bit about you and how you maintain and, um, continue your relationship with God, um, throughout Mm. your work day. Mm. Well, I think it starts in the morning. It better, it better start before 8am because at 8am, like the phone is going to be ringing Mm. and people are, people will text you at all hours of the day, by the way. Oh my goodness. Um, so for me, it's got to start early in the morning. Uh, I'm typically an early bird anyways. I'm usually the first one awake in my house. Um, for me, it's, um, it is a consistent time with the Lord. Mm. It is about, meeting with him, spending time in scripture and in prayer. Um, I do, and, and I'm not plugging anything here, but my, what yeah. works for me is I've been, this is my second year through going through the Bible recap mm. with Tara Lee Cobble. Love and her. I, I know she's great, man. And, and, and I love it because I'm growing in knowledge, mm-hmm. um, of the Bible, but then I see God so like in such different, you know, we're, we were in numbers this morning mm-hmm. or finishing up numbers yeah. and you know, I was reading something about Moses this morning and I was like, oh, I know what it was. It was talking about the, um, that, you know, people who like, uh, you know, if you accidentally murder someone, this is totally off real estate. subject. no, go for um, it. But like, uh, if you accidentally murdered someone that they had set up these like refuge cities so mm-hmm. that like 
that, that whoever accidentally got killed, that his family couldn't come kill you, you know, Mm. like it. And so like, there was something about that. And I thought that, oh, wow, that's how the Lord provided for those people that, you know, they weren't shamed or, you know, or, or put to death, but that the Lord just provided a a refuge for those people. Cause I can't imagine, like, can you imagine, I, I can't imagine someone who has inadvertently killed someone like what you would have to live with. Um, and then I thought about like that they would have a place to go and that God provided that. And so like in my quiet times, my, my whole thing is I want to keep learning. Like mm-hmm. it's not about the learning knowledge, not, but it's about how am I seeing you show up Lord in just those little ways. And because the more I see him show up in little ways in the Bible, the more I see him show up in little ways in my life. And so in the mornings, when I, when I start out my day that way, it's got, it's got to start out that, that way. Otherwise I'm worthless. I'm, I can't be trusted with my, my words. As we say at our house, there comes a point in the day where it's like, Whoa, I can't be trusted with my words. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I like that. But then, you know, I, so mine's definitely a morning thing, but then throughout the day, I'm a, I'm a podcast listener. I'm a podcaster. Mm. Um, so I spend my days, uh, continuing. I listen to music. Music is on in my house. Most, mm. most of the time I listen to music. And so I just have a praise and worship list that I've curated over the years. And and my daughter loves music like I do. And she'll text me and go, Oh mom, here's a new one. You know, you need this. And so I add it to my rotation. And so I, music is for me, worship time of worship, um, I don't think you worship just on Sunday mornings right. in a pew. I think worship happens anytime we surrender and we we give God glory. And a lot of times that happens in my kitchen. You know, that right. happens whenever I sing a little louder um, than my family likes and, you know, that I just give him praise and glory. But um, yeah, it's just a daily, I think it's, I think for me, it's gotta be, man, I can't go very long. I got to, I got to keep him pretty front and center. Otherwise I I will stray real, way too fast. Mm. So yeah, it's yeah. about staying there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, how do you kind of balance? And I use that word really loosely. Cause I had a gal <laughs> say like, you don't balance anything. You just find harmony. And I was like, Oh, I kind of like that. So, but how do you, how do you incorporate, you know, business, faith, family, and, and miss podcaster your new podcast um like how do you kind of maintain some kind of equilibrium with (laughs) with all of those things if you can um how do i maintain balance um i i recently you know sometimes i think god will just kind of give you a word to chew on for a little bit Mm -hmm. and um here in a couple of weeks, I don't know when you're going to publish this one here in a couple of weeks, I'm, I'm speaking to a group about rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so God and I've been spending quite a bit of time talking about rest. And one of the things that he has shown me is that rest begins well before we ever need it. And rest is about putting first things first. And we are not going to rest and we're not going to have harmony, balance, whatever word you want to call it, if we're not putting first things first. And that's not just about having a quiet time in the morning. I mean, that's important, but it's about what are the, what are my, what are my priorities? And when that gets out of whack, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have balance and harmony if your priorities aren't ordered. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's about making sure that. 
I'm not being drugged by the whims of somebody without knowing what the rest of my world, you know, there's a lot on my plate. All right. right? There's a lot on everybody's plate. I'm not the only person with a lot on their plate. Um, but it's about having my priorities in such an order that I know what am I going to respond to first? Mm-hmm. You know, text messages don't get responded to before I've had my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, you know, I got to have, I, I try, this is just what works at, at our house. I try to not start working until after my family leaves for the day. So I still have my husband and my son at the house, my daughter's in the dorms and Um, I try to not start working until after they're out so that I can at least look them in the eyeballs once lock eyeballs. And I, because I could work 24 seven. Yeah. Like I really could. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you have to, I mean, sometimes there are days where it's really, really wild, but I think it's about having, for me, it's about, that's a boundary. Like I try to wait till they're out the door. Okay. But then I also try to make sure that at the end of the day, I stop working. Now I say this last night I had to work after, after, after dinner. And I try really hard though, to, you know, if it's not, you know, somebody's house flooding, right. it can wait, you know, that email can wait until tomorrow morning Right. and learning how to have a, a, a boundary Mm-hmm. um, of, of knowing when it's time to cut it off for the day. Cause I mean, let's just be real. I really need to watch some March madness. Okay. Yeah. And so <laughs> basketball in the evenings right now, well, it's going to be during the daytime too, but like conference championships and basketball, I want to watch basketball with my family. That's what we mm-hmm. like to do. And, and so it's about having a boundary of knowing like, okay, I'm going to, I'm cutting off tonight. Like I gotta, you gotta have a cut. You boundaries are crazy important in this business. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to be, you're going to be working incessantly. You'll never stop. Yeah. And you have to stop. You have to. Yeah, for sure. And, and one thing our pastor at my, at my church says is you show, um, you show what you love and show what you prioritize in life with your time and your tithe, meaning your money. So mm-hmm. your time and your money, like what, what, where are you investing your time and your money? And that is where you'll find your heart. And so, um, you know, it's really cool that you've, you know, set up those boundaries for your time that, you know, doing the, I started a podcast, you and I were talking about this before before we started recording is I started a podcast about six months ago. Um, that's unrelated to real estate Mm. and it was definitely something God put on my heart to do. Uh, and it's just a, you know, sometimes I think, um, we talk a lot in our house about knowing what the Lord has assigned us to do mm-hmm. and, and knowing the assignments he's given us, but being open to receive whatever it is that he's calling us to do next. Mm-hmm. And this was definitely something he had, he prompted me to do. Um, so that's kind of been a little bit of a stretching season, learning how to do something new, but then that's been yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, knowing that, if he's called you into it, um, he's going to provide what you need. Um, but where were we going with this? What was I, I was talking about my- money and time was what oh. I was, <laughs> you can tell, like, if you look at your, your calendar, mm-hmm. you can tell what your affections are. Look mm-hmm. at your calendar. It'll show you where your affections really lie. 
you know, yeah. your calendar, your calendar in your, in your pocketbook for sure. Yeah. yeah your pastors, your pastor's a smart dude. <laughs> he, he likes to call those throat punches and, mm, uh, it's just yeah. like the right, the, the truth at the right time and the said in the right way is, is the good throat punch. But yeah, I have my schedule sitting on my desk. I like having a physical schedule in addition to my work one, because my brain, I have way too many calendars, but I have this schedule and I like it because it has a time slot. I know some people like, don't like the calendars that have the time slot. I used to be one of those people. And then I like, I don't want to say grew up, but like, I became like an adult and I'm like, okay, like I actually see the value in this. Um, and now I try to fill every slot of my day. Okay. Not, not to always be busy, but to account for everything I want to account for that day. So I, I once sent my friend a screenshot of like my to-do list and I was like, Oh, Hey, like you're on the top of my to-do list, but also like at the bottom, it was like, take a shower, wash your hair. Like, <laughs> I was like, please don't judge me. I have, you know, take a shower on my to-do list. Just I, so, you know, I, that's okay. just so I make sure to account for time for that because okay, otherwise I wouldn't. So, yes. No, we're terrible at not putting in our, on our calendar, what we actually want to do. And that's what I was talking about a minute ago, where I was like, I could work 24 seven it doesn't mean it's going to be productive stuff because unless you're putting on your calendar things that actually matter and like move the needle, you're going to be, you're going to spin your wheels or you're just going to exhaust yourself. And so, but I, that's why you've got to have in, even if you're penciling in like March madness with the hubs, I mean, like, right. I'm fine with that eight to 10 PM. Boom. I mean, the other is I, I think that in an, in, I, I work in an inconsistent, uh, environment. I don't have an eight to five. I don't have a nine to five, you know, like, but I can tell you that I've learned over the years that I have seasons that are slower and seasons that are busier. Mm -hmm. So my calendar may look a little different than yours. If you have a nine to five, right. My calendar in between, you know, end of February, beginning of March until, you know, July, August. I mean, you know, don't ask me to clean out a closet then. Okay. But you know, from September, October, I get some weekends where it's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. Hey, look, this is what, this is what people do on Saturdays whenever they don't have to go show houses. I mean, you know, like look at me in my yoga pants and messy bun. I mean, like that's, that's the great thing is that, that I've learned that I've got to give myself grace and, and if there is anyone else in real estate listening to this, you're going to have to give yourself grace during these seasons when it is crazy busy, you're going to have to know like my sweet. And, and I really mean it. My husband is like crazy supportive of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he knows like from March until July, whenever it's crazy, like I may work all weekend. Yeah. I mean, I may have to show houses and I may have to hold an open house or I may have to, you know, weekends tend to be pretty nutty, especially, I mean, that's when people are moving and they're active. It's like they get outside and they're like, Hey, maybe we should move. I swear there is a (laughs) phenomenon. Do y'all want to know the phenomenon? Here it is. Here's the trade secret. This, this is it. It's the second weekend that it is warm outside. Mm. Okay. The First weekend, it's warm outside. Everybody's just happy that it's warm. Now, this might just be West Texas. I don't know. 
but that second weekend when it it's warm outside, I, it is like phenomenon. My, my phone rings like that Monday. It's like, Hey, I think we're going to sell our house. Hey, I think we're going to buy a house. I swear. That's it's so the funny. funniest thing. So like right now, like I got houses popping up all over the place. Cause everybody it's starting to get warm. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, Ooh. see, that's like springtime in Arizona when huh? all we, we call them snowbirds. Yes. And it's all the snowbirds who come down from Canada, uh-huh. Idaho, Minnesota, Michigan. Y'all, I could put together the United States of America with all the license plates <laughs> I saw out here. But like we have because we have spring training out here. Yes. And then we so also where do you live. Do you live in in Ari- where what part of Arizona? Like Phoenix Metro. Okay. We have family um on the uh west side of phoenix gotcha like, yeah as arozo or as i can't pronounce it arzo arozo do you know what i'm talking about i don't arozo okay i think i do i think i it's like a-r-r-o-z uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. that 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 i don't know how to yeah. pronounce it yeah they're there that's where okay I, we got cut hey cuz there you go okay <laughs> But like springtime in Phoenix is always like super, super lovely out. And I even stepped outside today. I was like, Ooh, I feel Mm -hmm. summer in the air. Like summer is just starting to like slowly Mm -hmm. creep in. But like when summer hits and then it's like actually our quiet time. But like when spring hits, people are like, Oh, it's so nice here. I'm like, "Mm, just you wait, just you wait Wait till your shoes melt (laughs) in July. Yo, that actually happens. Like Uh I remember we were broken down on the side of the road Uh one, one year in the summer. It was the hottest day of the year on record. And it was, was, it was like 121. Like it was ridiculously hot out. And my husband's car broke down and we were standing in a parking lot and I was wearing just some sandals and I feel the heat from the ground coming (laughs) through my sandals and I just like kept picking up my feet I was like please don't melt my shoes like that (laughs) that is like the last thing that I need right now is my shoes to be stuck to the parking lot on the hottest day of the year yeah not okay that's fine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Texas isn't a bad place to live. I'm just saying, if anybody, you know, if you need to move here, I'm, I'm just, I know a really good Noted. real estate agent. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Christy Lowe, everyone. Um, well, what I was going to say about kind of the seasonality, I think it's just like also stepping up into that awareness mm-hmm. of like, being able to communicate that to your people around you. If, you know, if you're married, communicating that to your spouse, if you're single, communicating that to like your community or your friends who are there supporting you. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I might be a little MIA like yep. right now. Um, Like personally, January, February, March are all insane for me. And so I told all my friends like, Hey, not gonna like have a ton of time to talk to you um but then like for work uh October November December are really busy for me and so I'm just like hey like might be a little wacko those months I might not be super busy but I might be like a little busy Mm -hmm. up here instead so just having that awareness and being able to communicate that to like your people I think that's like huge well it's taken some time I mean you just um, being in real estate where you don't ever know, like, am I going to have one closing this week or am I going to, or this month, or am I going to have like, you know, four, you, you just, you yeah. just don't know. Um, 
so that, that kind of, that's kind of a roller coaster that new agents I've found, um, really, it takes them a long time to figure out like what, um, that you got to get off that roller coaster. Cause you can't, I mean, if like, if you're just riding on it, trying to like waiting for like, oh my gosh, I've got to have another closing. I got to, you know, it's mm-hmm. like an adrenaline and like, right. like, like a drug junkie or something. I need a hit man. Right. <laughs> like, no, no, no. You just, uh, getting used to the irregularity of real estate, mm-hmm. uh, getting used to that. You're going to have, you know, four clients, one, you know, one month, and then you might, you might not have a, cl- a closing for a month or two. I mean, I'm blessed in that I've been doing this long enough. I, I have a consistent work life. I would right. say, I would say I work consistently. I have some seasons that are busier than others. Um, but you know, if you're newer in business, you know, you, you may not have a closing for three months. You know, you may, you may go for a long while. And what's very difficult as a new agent is that we start looking to the left and our right at other agents around us. Um, and, and I'll tell you that has been, um, you, you can't look at other, you can't look to the left and the right. You can't compare your life and what your clients and what you're doing to another, to another agent because they may have been doing it for 25 years. You know, they may have, they may have two decades in the business compared to you. And so, um, that's definitely something new agents. I, I, I see a lot of is like, you just have to, it just takes time. Yeah. You know, it takes time. Yeah. I always like to use the comparison of like a duck in water. Cause like, while they might look all like regal and calm on the top of the surface, like underneath, their feet oh, yeah. are like paddling back and forth. And I'm like, you know, you never see kind of the ugly side of these yes. other people, not saying like they're mean or bad people, but like, you don't see the hardship. You don't see the difficulty. You don't know what their home life is like. You don't know what their spiritual life is like, you know, the rest of that could be in turmoil because their feet are under the water, but on the top, they're all calm and cool. And yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing you want me to tell you the other secret. Yes, I do. Okay. So I'm all about the secrets today, man. I'm spilling, I'm spilling, I'm sorry, real I'm spilling the beans today. The other thing is that, you know, there's always going to be a top agent in town. There's going to be somebody who's number one. And they're like, I was number one. I have absolutely no desire to be number one. Mm. It's not that I don't want to be excellent and do my job with excellence. It's that I know what it's going to come. It's going to come at a cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to be number one, go for it, man. You can have my spot. I don't, yeah. I, I have, I have zero desire mm-hmm. because it's going to require, um, more than I want to give. And if we want to go back, certainly we're going to circle back on this, you know, talked about rest and we talked about boundaries and we talked about having first things first and priorities and I have learned me, I have a bandwidth, you yeah. have a bandwidth. There's only so much we have that we can give. And I can't be the number one agent and hmm. be a good wife and be there for, and be present, present. There's a difference. I could be home and right. not be present. Yeah. And it's not worth that to me. Cause it was going to come at a cost. It's going to come at the cost of being able to, um, be with my family, be with yeah. and serve on Sunday mornings or, you know, do like, I just got back from a mission trip. I can't, I can't go do that stuff. 
right. that's, that's my goal. So is there anything wrong with being the number one agent in town? Absolutely not. There's not one thing wrong with that. Right. Um, and if God has equipped you and, 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 and that's what, but for me, mm-hmm. Christy Lowe, I'm totally okay with doing exactly what God puts before me and knowing that it is totally enough. Yeah. And that's been, that is it. That's freeing whenever, you know, somebody can say it's okay to be number two. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have, I mean, yeah. does that make sense? You don't have yeah. to, be, yeah. you don't have to think, be number one. <laughs> I think too, like we live in a society where a lot of people attach their identity to a lot of different things. And especially mm-hmm. in the, sure. I, I work in a heavily corporate company, um, And a lot of people attach their identity to what they do and like Mm -hmm. how high they can rank. And, and for me, the things that I do are either pragmatic, meaning put food on the table, provide for my family, or it's doing something because God called me into it, i.e. this podcast. Do I have time to do this podcast? Arguably no, but I'm doing (laughs) it because that is what I feel like God has called me to step into. And, and when we are able to do those things and seek those things, and God is able to put those things on our path, I think success means a little bit less in my opinion. It's where your focus is. Yeah. Like what's like, what is your definition of success? Yeah. And mine is not being the number one agent. Mine is my definition is, did I serve the people that God put in front of me Mm. with excellence, with integrity? Did I do the very best I could for them whenever that whoever, whether God puts 10 people in front of me this year or 40, Mm. like whatever that number is. Did I serve them well? And if I did, that's my definition of success. Mm. Did I keep, because whenever, I think it's a matter of what our focus is. Like whenever we're, and I keep putting my hands all over. Sorry, sis. Is there, do you, are you doing this on, on YouTube too? Because yeah, this will be on the YouTube. So if you want to see the hand gestures, just go there. You can, I talk with my hands, y'all. I I do too. And I'll say y'all a lot. Sorry. Um, But it's a matter of what your focus is. Your folk, it is, it is truly a matter of what am I focusing on? Mm-hmm. And whenever we put Jesus between us and whoever we're serving, that's going to change the way we view success. Did yeah. we serve them the way he had called us to serve them? And if I did that, then I won, man. Oh, I love that. I wish yeah. like we could just like mic drop and end there, but I have one more question for you. Okay. And it's my favorite more? question, which is what is one thing our audience, our listeners out there can implement into their life. That's a faith building practice or discipline to help them move that one step closer to God. Okay. I'm going to make this, hmm. I'm going to make this specific for people who are probably in more of a sales industry. Yeah. Let's, okay. let's have it. Um, and, and that is that mm, I'm, I'm pausing here for a moment because we've kind of talked a little bit about it. Um, but I would, I would go back to that my peace and the way that if you want to operate from a place of peace in real estate or in any other sales position, 
it comes from where you place your trust. Mm. And if you trust him to provide, I have on my screen, on my phone, Psalm 118. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, um, hang on just a second. Cause I have it right here. Mm-hmm. It says she, I, and I changed it. Yeah. Um, it says she tr- confidently trusts the Lord to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And that is Psalm 112, seven, sorry, it was Psalm 112, seven. Um, but without putting trust in between ourselves and our job, we're not going to find peace and we're always going to be striving. We're always going to be, um, it kind of like you talked about that duck. Mm. And I, I would just, I would tell whoever I could, if I could tell every single real estate agent, God mm. is going to provide everything you need. You have to trust him with putting before you exactly what you need. So for me, it's daily surrender to, do I trust you with what you've set before me? Do I trust you? Me? Do I trust the Lord? And that, that has become the practice that, that has changed the way I walk and that has made it where I can walk through seasons where maybe I only have one client instead of, you know, my friend who has 13 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's trust. It is, it is, it is every day whenever you get in a frenzy about whether or not, you know, you're doing enough or you have enough or whatever your enough is, that makes me all anxious inside. Um, it's about, do I trust that he's got it? Mm. And for me, I do. Yeah. So, Oh, I love that. Christy, thank you so much for joining us. Now, where can people find you if they want to buy a house in West Texas or <laughs> they want to listen to your podcast. Where can people find they you? They want to find my podcast is actually about, I tell stories of people's faith and I just kept seeing everybody's faith show up over the years, working with so many clients. And so I started telling stories of faith on my podcast and it's called the even if podcast. And you can find that on Apple. You can find it on Spotify or even if podcast.com. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us there. And, um, that's, that's us. We, it's just me and all my friends and we show up and tell stories and man, God's just so good. And it's a fun little, it's not a creative outlet, but it's a fun outlet to get to share those stories. And, and, uh, it's a fun augmentation to my little real estate world. So thank you. Thank you for having me, for inviting me to come on the show. You thank you for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Brings me so much joy and, uh, just appreciate all, all of what you're willing to share, especially in, you know, some, some uncertain and tumultuous, uh, real estate industry times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Find you a good one. That's what I would say is find a good real estate agent, somebody you can trust. Yeah. There we go. Thanks, Christy. You're so welcome Paige. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. If you liked what you were listening to, make sure you subscribe and hit those five stars and we'll catch you on the next episode.